Hello and welcome to Finch Shots Daily. In today's episode, we talk about how Tata is building a giga factory to fuel its EV dreams. Calling Tata an EV giant may be a bit of a stretch considering the nascent stages the EV market is at. After all, EV just makes up 1% of cars sold in the country. But since Tata Motors enjoys an 80% market share in this space, we think it's fair to label it as one. Don't you? But how did a struggling entity take the crown as India's favorite EV car maker? In just one word, Jugaad, which just means a hack. Let's explain. Think back to the pre-EV era of 2018. Maruti Suzuki was the pre-eminent car maker. It knew the pulse of the Indian market and realized that almost 80% of car buyers in India shop in the lower than 10 lakh rupees category. but creating EVs in that price range was going to be hard because the batteries alone cost a bomb they can make up over a third of an EV's cost because of the use of rare earth materials like lithium and they would have to import most of the components maruti suzuki was clear that it made sense to foray into EVs only if it could sell at least 10000 a month Since there just wasn't enough demand, the number one car maker stayed on the sidelines. Even the government's clarion call to shift to EVs and the subsequent subsidies they doled out couldn't budge Maruti. But that was enough for Tata Motors. They didn't care about the big numbers. They just wanted the first mover advantage. They latched on to the opportunity, but rather than build a factory and an EV from scratch, they resorted to Jugaad. See In 2016 their R&D team in the UK took up a hatchback ICE or ICE which is an acronym for internal combustion engine vehicle and simply swapped out its engine for an EV battery and electric motor and it worked the car managed to deliver a range of 100 kilometers on a single charge and when it realized that this strategy could save a lot of money the company doubled down on it It simply used its existing unused floor space to hand fit batteries into the bodies of regular fuel vehicles. Yes, it was fit by hand and not by fancy robotic equipment. It was a low risk play. Quite ingenious, right? And 2 years and multiple tests later, Tata's Tigor EV with a range of about 213 kilometers was ready for sale. And guess what? Tata managed to price it below the fabled 10 lakh rupee barrier. Sure, A 5-seater EV sedan at that sort of price got everyone's attention, but it still wasn't enough for Tata to stamp its authority. So they went back to the drawing board. They ran a survey and realized that the biggest problem people had with EVs was what if I run out of juice on the way somewhere? People wanted a bare minimum of 200 kilometers guaranteed range on the road. That meant that Tata needed a pack that would have a certified range of at least 300 kilometers. This would push the price up. But the survey also said that customers wouldn't pay more than a 25% premium for an EV. And when Tata Motors crunched the numbers, they found that they could either put a 300-kilometer pack in their hatchback or in their SUV. The pack would cost the same for both, but putting it into the hatchback would increase the price about 25% that premium customers said that they would be willing to shell out. So they took the results of this survey and instead of the hatchback they opted to launch its popular SUV Nexon in a new electric avatar in Jan of 2020. Needless to say the 14 lakh rupee price barrier didn't put people off. It was a roaring success at least in the tiny world of EVs. 
Within a year of its launch, the Nexon accounted for 70% of the nearly 3,000 electric cars sold in the country. It left Tigore EV in the dust. And since then, the Tata Group has doubled down on its EV efforts by building out the Tata Uni-Evers. What's that, you ask? Well, just look at the entire Tata ecosystem and it becomes quite evident. The group has Tata Power to handle setting up Tata EV chargers across the country. It has already set up over 3,600 public chargers and wants to ramp this up to 25,000 in the next five years. It has Tata Chemicals that aids in lithium-ion cell production. Yes, that 13,000 crore-rupee battery plant we mentioned at the start Well, the only reason Tata is so confident about it is because of its existing chemicals business. These folks will help create batteries to go into Tata's EVs. Then, there's Tata Auto Comp, which assembles battery packs and helps to localize EV components for the cars. These localization efforts have meant that Tata EVs meet the criteria for availing production-linked incentives of PLI 2. As you can see, the Tata Group is quite the EV powerhouse. But Tata Motors realized that to really push the envelope further, it couldn't simply keep converting an ICE vehicle into an EV. It needed a distinct EV platform that could churn out newer models. And it needed an EV subsidiary that was unencumbered to do that. So it raised $1 billion and set up the Tata Passenger Electric Mobility Company last year. Now... With this kind of a head start, it certainly looks like it will be tough to dethrone Tata Motors, right? Unless some speed bumps appear. Most of those subsidies we mentioned, well, that was only applicable if the car was priced below 15 lakh rupees. And with more and more features being added to the car, with each passing year, the Nexon EV's price has inched higher. Autocar says that Tata doesn't qualify for subsidies anymore. And that means for the first time since its launch, they've had to entice people with discounts instead, just to keep the sales momentum going. And we don't know how feasible that will be for the company in the long run. Then, there's competition too, like Mahindra, which has made a name for itself in the SUV space. While its first electric SUV, the XUV400, is still just a tiny sliver of the market, it has the ability to change the dynamic quickly. Or there's Honda, Maruti Suzuki and Toyota that have decided to push hybrids instead of EVs. And these cars are selling like hotcakes now. They've beaten pure EV sales in the past couple of quarters. But despite that, Tata doesn't intend to test the hybrid waters for now. Simply because it doesn't want to toy with the transitional technology if going electric is the ultimate way forward to reduce emissions globally. Also, The companies in the Tata Uni Evers don't exclusively serve Tata Motors. They're autonomous companies and are free to go about their business as usual. For instance, Tata Power has a partnership with Hyundai to help build charging stations too. And Tata Chemicals could create lithium-ion batteries that can be used by other EV car makers as well. So yes, while the Tata Group and its entities might have an iron grip right now in the EV ecosystem in the country, Tata Motors is on its own. It can't simply rely on the group and will have to keep the pedal to the metal if it wants to remain at the top of the EV food chain. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. FinShots Daily is available on a bunch of streaming platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Until next time.